0: Good morning. Today is Friday, September 30th, 2022. Yom Kippur is about memory. It's about God's memory, and it's also about our memory. Yom Kippur is about God's memory in what is perhaps the most moving high holiday prayer, Hashem. Let us recall the holiness of this day. We note, God remembers all forgotten things. Yom Kippur is about God's memory. Yom Kippur is also about our memory. We remember our actions during the previous year many of us say Yizkar, to remember our mothers and fathers and other loved ones who have passed away. Yom Kippur is about our memory. But Rabbi Avi Weiss suggests that there is a powerful lesson we can learn from God's remembering to apply to our own. On Rosh Hashanah, a few days ago, please remember, we read these loving words from the prophet Yirmiyo Jeremiah Hanavi. Yirmiyo Hanavi. God says, I remember the kindness of the Jewish people at the beginning of our relationship. How you, the Jewish people, followed me from Egypt into the desert, a barren and hospitable place. But God says, you followed me simply because I asked you to. God remembers our loyalty and trust in him. But isn't God's memory a little faulty? Yes, we did follow God into the desert for 40 years, but the biblical record shows we were not very loyal and certainly not very trusting. We sinned with the golden calf, We disbelieve God's promise of a homeland in favor of the spies' warped report. We complained about the food repeatedly. We complained about the conditions. We complained about the leadership. The rosy version from from Yirmiyot appears to be a revisionist version of what actually happened. Yes, we follow God into the desert, complaining, (laughs) and rebelling repeatedly throughout the journey. Why does God, who is perfect, remember imperfectly? Rabbi Baruch Liederman tells a story of two friends who were walking through the desert. And at some point on their journey, they had an argument. And one friend slapped the other across the face. The one who was slapped was hurt, but without saying anything, he wrote in the sand, today my best friend slapped me in the face. They continued walking along together until they reached an oasis where they decided to take a bath. The one who had earlier been slapped got stuck in the mud and started to drown, but his friend saved him, pulled him up. And so after nearly drowning, after recovering from this frightening incident, he chiseled on a stone. Today, my best friend saved my life. The friend who had slapped and saved his best friend asked him earlier, You wrote in the sand. Now you chisel on on stone. What's the difference? And his friend said, when someone hurts us, we should write it down in sand where the winds of forgiveness may be able to erase it. But when someone does something good for us, we must chisel it in stone where no wind can ever erase it. In order for a relationship to endure, <coughs> we—excuse <coughs> me—we <coughs> must develop the capacity to remember selectively, or, as Rabbi Weiss puts it, to remember with mercy. Ma'avir al-Midosav, or overlooking trespasses done to us, is one of the highest human traits, according to the Talmud. And we ask God to do the same. As Albert Schweitzer once said, happiness is nothing more than good health and a bad memory. Shai Agnon wrote in his famous work, Days of Awe. It is written of the patriarchs that when they were about to bless their children, that their eyes were dim. When Yitzchak was about to bless his sons and he gave, gave a bracha to Yaakov instead of Esau, the Torah says his eyes were dim. When Yaakov was about to give a blessing to his grandsons, Ephraim and Menashe, the Ene Yisrael, kovdu mi zoken v'lo yochel Why do our great patriarchs bless their children at the end of their life when their eyes are dim, when it's hard for them to see? This informs us, says Agnon, that when a man comes to bless his children, he ought to shut his eyes so as not to see their flaws. I heard this story from Dr. Jerry Lobb. It's similar to a story I said last week with a slightly different message. So Dr. Lobb and his wife had a son. His son was 18 months old and he took him to the doctor for a shot. They were waiting in the examining room, and he was thinking, Dr. Lobb was thinking to himself, what can I say to my son to make him understand what's about to happen? Of course, there was nothing he could say. The nurse comes in with a shot. He held his son. His son sees the shot, knows what is coming, and starts to scream. And Dr. Lobb said, I will never forget the look on my son's face. It was as if he was saying to me, Daddy, are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? Not are you not not protecting me from this crazy woman attacking me with a sharp dagger, but you are conspiring with her by holding me down. And his son yells and has the shot. And he comforts his son and the son becomes quiet. And driving home, Dr. Lobb thinks to himself, how is it my son let me hold him again after the shot? How does he differentiate between me and the nurse? And the answer he gave is because Children get it, even if they can't express it. Yesterday, daddy was not crazy. The day before that, daddy was not crazy. There is a context of a relationship of love and caring and protection. Sometimes there are things that don't fit in. And we simply have to learn gradually to forget them. For many of us, Yizkar is a very emotional time because of our grief and because of our loss. But sometimes Yizkar is also a very emotional time because of what we recall that perhaps we should not remember. On the one hand, memory is essential for self-respect, self-identity, for taking responsibility, sometimes a misdeed done to us, even, God forbid, by a parent, is too serious, too significant to forget, especially if the pain is ongoing, and certainly especially if there's some way that it could be fixed. But on the other hand, if we remember literally everything, with no exceptions, we will be stuck. On Yom Kippur, when we say Yizkar, when we go through this day of our memory, we, like God, must remember with mercy. God does this for us. We should do the same for each other and for those we love. And we should even try to do the same towards God. And this is alluded to in a cryptic poem by Dan Paggis. The title of the poem is written in pencil in the sealed railway car. Here in this carload, I am Eve with Abel, my son. If you see my other son, Cain, Son of Man. Tell him that I. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and a beautiful Shabbos. I look forward to seeing you soon in person and I want to wish you Shana Tova.